Pastor Lau and Pastor Dala Haprasit would like to welcome you to the following message from New Hope International Church in Seattle, Washington. Here is Pastor Lau's anointed teaching that will change your life with love, hope, and peace in Jesus Christ. And now, Pastor Lau. The Christian life needs the just basic thing in life. Like we need to sleep, we need to exercise, we need to go to work, we need to eat balanced food, drink water. The same thing in our Christian life without the word, the food. If we don't take good food, we will never grow. We will never become strong. If we don't drink the water of the Holy Spirit, we will be dry and we will not be able to do much. And at the same time, we need to exercise. We need to serve. We need to get involved so that we can grow more. Do you know that time is precious? We just celebrate Christmas and um, New Year only seem like a short period of time. And now we are entering into year 2014. Time is very precious and it goes by pretty quickly. Therefore, I would like to encourage all of you not to waste even one day being depressed, being down emotionally and spiritually. By an average, people in the world have about 30,000 days on earth here. Don't live in a dream world that you're going to be here forever. You're going to wake up every morning, go to work, come back home. We have a period of time on earth here. The Bible calls our life as a mist or a vapor. It comes and goes very quickly. And so we should not waste much of our time living in depression and stupor and being ineffective. Every day must count. We should live a life that makes a big difference every single day. When you wake up in the morning, you take a breath... And you say, thank you, Lord. This is a day that the Lord has made. I'm glad and I rejoice in it. Today, I'm going to make a big difference. I'm going to go out. I will bless my family, my wife, my kids. I will serve. I will help. I will be a blessing to the people around me. I want to live a life that counts and a life that makes difference in this society and in my own family. So I want to encourage all of you that every single day is a day that the Lord has given to us. So live a life that really counts and make a big difference. I pray that our members here will not one day when you come to the end of your life, you know, the last hours of your life, and you wake up and say, oops, what did I do? I waste my life away. You should be the person that want to redeem your time and live a life that has been a blessing and giving a loving people. Amen? So I want to encourage all of you not to waste your day and your life away. Amen? John chapter 13, verses 34 to 35. This is a text that we have been talking for many months. A new commandment I give to you, that you love one another as I have loved you, that you also love one another. By this, all will know that you are my disciples. If you have love for one another. These are the words that came out from the mouth of the master. 
This is the New Testament commandment, and if you can practice this commandment, the Bible says you shall fulfill the Ten Commandments. You shall fulfill the commandments of the Old Testament. That is to walk a life of love. You love your God with all your heart, and you love your neighbors as yourself. Jesus said that if we love one another, our unbelieving loved ones, our unbelieving friends will know that we are born again Christians. Our trademark is not about wearing the cross on the neck or speaking in tongue or memorizing the scripture. The trademark of Christianity is love. That we walk a life of love. And if you can follow this command, I believe that you're going to be busy all the time, busy loving people, blessing people, giving to people, serving people, helping people. And if you practice this commandment, definitely you will not lie to your brothers. You will not cheat your brothers. You will not get involved with their wife or their husband because you will practice the Ten Commandments, but out of love, not because of being legalistic to follow the law of God. So this is very important that we need to follow this New Testament commandment of the Lord Jesus Christ. Love is a person. The Bible says God is love. Love is not a feeling. And love is demonstrated in words and in actions. The Bible says you should love one another in deeds and in truth. So love must be in words and in actions at the same time. Love acts is like the same thing with faith. Faith without deeds is dead. The same thing, love without action is dead. God show His love to us. The main scripture that tell us how God is love is in John chapter 3, verse 16. For God so loves the world that He gave, everyone say He gave, His only begotten Son that whoever believes in Him should not perish but have everlasting life. According to this scripture, giving is the chief expression of divine love. Giving is the greatest expression of the love of God. How can we know? How can we be convinced? What is the proof that God loves us? Very simple. The Christmas day that we just celebrate. God sent his son into the world. And not only that, God the son gave up his life on the cross. The father gave the son. And the son gave up his life on the cross to pay for our sin. His giving is the demonstration or is the manifestation or the expression of the divine love. God loved us that he gave his son and his son died for us. And he didn't stop there. <laughs> Before he went up to heaven, he said that I'm going away, but I'm going to give you the Holy Spirit. Well, God is a giver. He keeps giving and giving and giving. The Bible does not say, God so loved the world that he yelled out from heaven, I love you. I feel good about you. God does not go by feeling. Thank God. If God goes by feeling, I can be in trouble sometime. Because the Bible says that God can be grieved by our sinful acts and attitudes. Yes, God has a feeling. God can be angry, holy anger. God can be grieved when people make a mistake or mess up or have a wrong attitude and motive in life. God can be grieved and God can be angry. 
But God still loves us no matter what we do. You need to understand. I want to explain something. Some people say God loves me the way I am. That's a wrong sentence. Yes, God loves you and me unconditionally. God loves us no matter who we are. But God doesn't love some of our actions. God loves sinners, but He hates sins. So if we make mistake, God doesn't feel good about it. Yes, God still loves us. You never change God's love. He loves us unconditionally, but we should grow up to become more mature, to become more like Christ, so that our life will be pleasing to God. Amen. Love is not a feeling. Everyone say, God is love, and love is not a feeling. I thank God that God does not go by feeling. He has feeling, but he does not go by feeling. He loves us no matter what, who we are. But we need to please him and live a life that will be pleasing to him. Today, I would like to talk about how God loves people, how God gives. The greatest manifestation or expression of love is giving, according to the Bible and the way of God. Now, I want to explain. Love. Freely gives. Everyone say freely. freely. How you give will tell people and tell God whether you give out of love. I'm talking about divine love, not human love, or you give out of other motives. God so loved the world that He gave His Son unconditionally, freely to us, and Jesus loved us so much. That he gave up his life to die for us, and it doesn't stop there. God still keep giving. The Bible says in the book of Hebrew, after Jesus went up to heaven, he lived to make the intercession for us. So in heaven, do you know that Jesus is praying for you every single day? His eyes are upon his children. All of us, and he kept praying and interceding for all of us. If we're going to make mistake, he will pray. That God will send angel to protect us, and God still giving us the prayer, that the intercession. Not only that, the Bible says that Jesus went up to heaven to prepare a place for us. He is a giver; he prepare a place for us. So when we arrive heaven, we will not be homeless. We will have a estate, a big mansion in God's heart. A nice place to stay must be very important. Let me repeat one more time: A nice place to stay must be important in the heart of God, because the Bible does not say that in the Father's house there is insufficiency, a little little shaky cottages, or little little cabins that you can stay in. John chapter fourteen verses one to two: God is a giver. I love my Father in heaven. Let not your heart be troubled. You believe in God, believe also in me. In my Father's house are many mansions. If it were not so, I would have told you. I go to prepare a place for you. Wow! Not only God gave the Son to die for us, the Son gave His life to us. God did not only go up to heaven and pray for us all the time; He also went to heaven. To prepare a little cabin, is that right? What kind of place he prepare for us? 
a mansion, a mansion for us. I pray that God give me a mansion or estate next door to Pastor Da and the members of this church, so that I can walk into somebody's house to eat some good Thai food, good. Chinese food. I ate good Chinese food on Thursday. Somebody invited me to go. Yesterday I ate hot pot in somebody's house. Ooh, so delicious. Hot pot. So I hope to stay close to next door to that house, the cow family. <laughs> hot pot. Very, very delicious. Amen. So God prepared a place for us. And not only little, little Jackie place. He's a generous God. How many people believe that the will of God in heaven is the same thing as the will of God on earth here? That's why Jesus said, the way you pray, pray that his will shall be done on earth as it is in heaven. So I believe that it is God's will for all of us to have a nice, quiet, beautiful place to live in that you can plant your flower. You can walk in the backyard of your house and pray in tongues and you can invite friends to come to your house and have dinner. God is a God of giving. He wants to give you a nice place to live. Amen? I listened to a testimony of a Christian gynecologist in America. I lost that tape. I'm sorry. I should. When I moved, I moved my house so many times so I lost that tape. This is a Christian gynecologist in the U.S. He said that one day he fell off a balcony and his head dashed on the uh, sidewalk. He was rushed by people to the hospital and they found him proclaimed death. In fact, Jesus sent him back to the world and then he gave this testimony. He said that in heaven, he met Jesus. Jesus took him around in heaven and showed him. And one of the things that he saw, he saw a big valley, beautiful valley with mountains behind. And in that valley, he saw so many mansions and lakes and beautiful things. Then Jesus took him to a place, a mansion. And Jesus said, this is your house I prepare for you. And when he looked at that house, he said that this is exactly what I like. Jesus spoke to him. This is a true testimony. Jesus spoke to him. You know, son, I know exactly what every one of my children likes. So I will custom made, custom built the house for them. Oh, I'm so glad. When I get to heaven, I'm going to have a custom made house for me. <laughs> and I ask God, please put my house next to Pastor Da. <laughs> So I will continue to meet her on a regular basis. Amen. <laughs> you may think in your heart right now, please don't make my house next to that guy. Oh, please. I don't want to see him around. <laughs> God is a good God. He keeps giving. He keeps providing for us. He loves us. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son. And his son gave his life for us. Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Bible says, I have been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me, listen again, loved me and gave himself for me. The greatest expression of, of love is giving. 
Amen. Jesus loved us and He gave His life to us, and God still giving today. He's still giving today. You think that God gave Jesus and stopped there? No, no, no. God still gives us the heartbeat every single day. God still gives us the new breath every day. God gives us the sunshine, which is sometimes rare in Seattle, but that's okay. He still gives us sunshine. He gives us the rain, which is very common in Seattle. Thank God. Amen. God just keep giving and giving. Next Sunday, I will ask Sister Margie to give testimony how God give her husband back in the hospital when he almost come to the point of death, and God just turn him around and God give him life again, extend his life. Thank God, God give me another day to live. Every morning when I wake up. I thank God that I still have healthy body, have healthy mind, healthy legs and knees, and God give me jobs, give me wonderful people in this house, and brother and sister who love me and pastor da. He give and gives and gives and give, and actually sometimes when we talk about giving, we are not talking about just money. Yes, giving money is one thing, but something else is not tangible can be more precious than money. I give you example friendship. Lately, I thank God so much. You know, I'm. I tell you the truth. I'm so happy with this church. I'm so happy because I have a wonderful leadership team. I have wonderful members in this house. We may not be a big mega church like some churches, but I'm so a happy pastor because God has given me wonderful brother and sister. Great people in this house, friendship, loyalty, and faithfulness, time, energy, service, and even trust and faith in people. You know, when people trust you and have faith in you, that is a giving. They give you trust. That's sometimes even more precious than money. My kids always ask me, "Dad, what do you want for Christmas gift?" I say, "I don't know." I never thought about what I want anything, but the gift that really blessed me the most is that when I see brother and sister in this house grow spiritually, love God, go banana with Jesus, love the church, and and hungry for God. If I can see that, that is the Christmas gift for me to see members love God and grow and progress from glory to glory. That's bless my heart. So that is the gift. It doesn't have to be money, but when we see people love Jesus, Amen. Are you a love child of the love God? Are you a child of the living God? God is love, and if you are a child of the loving God, you should delight in giving, because love lives. On the inside of you, everyone say with me: I am a child of a love God. A love gives. Therefore, love should be my nature. Love is inside me. I will live to give. I live to love. Loving and giving is my lifestyle. I want to explain to you how God gives. Now, this is our introduction. Now, we're going to come to the real message. God's love and God's giving 
is gracious. Everyone say God's giving is gracious. It's free. When God gives us something, it doesn't mean that He owes us anything. He doesn't owe us anything, but He gives freely because He loves. Number two, when He gives us good things, it doesn't mean that He is trading or paying to buy something back. He gives and let go without trying to trade to buy to. Pay for something. His giving is gracious because he gives to us the good things despite our weakness and mistake. He gives to us even though we don't deserve and we don't earn anything. That is the way God gives. We call divine giving. Freely give, and we freely received. God is the giver. Look at Matthew chapter 10, verse 8. Heal the sick, cleanse the lepers, raise the dead, cast out demons. Freely you have received, freely give. Everyone say, freely give. What does it mean? We freely receive from God. It means that He gives to us, even though we don't deserve and we don't earn, in His grace and His mercy, He gives good things to us. We preached last year about the goodness of God, the whole series, that God is good. And God gives good days, good things to us. And we, He gives us graciously, even though we don't deserve. What does it mean, freely give, freely receive? It means no string attached. No expectation to get anything back. I thank God that 30-something years ago, when I gave my life to Jesus, I was born as a Buddhist. Actually, I was born as an anti-Christian. When I was in the Catholic school when I was young, I always put my fist up to the church and to Bible and to Jesus' name because I was a very devout Buddhist. I was against Christianity, against the Bible and against God. But one day, God, by His grace, He saved me. He called me and He showed me that God is real and I need to come back to my Father in heaven. And I thank God that 30 years ago, when I get saved, I invited Jesus into my life. He did not come to me as a business deal. He did not come to me and say, okay, hey, hey, hey. Varun, Lauha Prasit, this is a contract. You need to sign this contract. If you want to believe in me and you have to compile to the agreement here that you must do this, you must do that, you must do this in order to be my son. I thank God that he did not come to me with a contract. He just received me graciously, even though I was so imperfect, I was so immature, and I was against God before. He received me freely. He gave salvation to me, a new life freely without demanding, without expecting anything back from me. He just wants to warn my heart so that I love him back. I want to let you know one fact. You don't have anything valuable enough in your life to be able to trade salvation. The Bible said that your righteous act and your best work in the life is like a filthy rag. You cannot come to God, hey, 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 you see, I have good things 
and I want to buy my salvation. I give this to you, and you give that to me. There's nothing in this life that is worth enough, is more valuable enough for you to be able to trade or to buy salvation from God. You cannot. You're not good enough to get salvation. But thank God, there was one man. His name is Jesus. He was the Son of God. He came down into the world, living a sinless life as a man, even though he was God. Because he was God and he was a sinless man at the same time, he has the right to pay for our salvation. And that's when he shed his blood on the cross and we are saved when we believe in him. And when we believe in Jesus, he did not even come to us and say, hey guy, now you have to pay me back. I shed my blood for you, you have to pay me back. How about $1,000, $2,000? Oh, you richer, you give me $1 million. He never said that. He gave us salvation for free. Everyone say, freely received. In the opposite way, you have two choices. In this world, there are two powers. One is God. The other one is the devil. Lucifer, the fallen archangel. Lucifer is totally opposite to God. He came as a manipulator, forcer, and coercer. He will force you to give something to him back. And I'm going to read the scripture to show you in a minute here. Let me review a little bit. When God created Adam and Eve, he gave. He gave them breath, life, spirit. He gave them the Garden of Eden. He gave them beautiful trees and animals and everything and good health and prosperity in the Garden of Eden. And one thing that God gave to Adam and Eve was free will, free choice. Unfortunately, Adam and Eve chose to obey the devil. Once Mankind obeyed the devil. Mankind gave that will to the devil. And the devil is not the type of person that love and give, freely give. He will start to control you, manipulate you, and force you to do what he wants. Thank you, Jesus, that he came to die, shed his blood, and get us out of the hand of the devil. But the difference between the devil and God is that when the devil takes a hold of you, he will control you. He will manipulate you. He will do everything to lure you and trade you with something. Hey, come here, and I'm going to give you something. It's not a freely giving. But God, when we come to Jesus, we receive from him freely. We don't have to give him anything. It's a free salvation. Amen? Let's look at what the Bible says in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 12. 1 Corinthians 2, 12. Now we have received. Everyone say received. Oh, God is a good father. He always wants to give. Not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. That we might know the things that have been freely given to us by God. God gives us the Holy Spirit. We have the body, the mind, and the spirit. So the Holy Spirit helps us to be able to See the light of what God has given to us in this life. The Bible, the angels, the Holy Spirit, the anointing, the wisdom, the joy, the peace, everything. God gives us all the good things from heaven. Give good friends, good church, good teaching. The Holy Spirit reveals what God has freely, everyone say freely. We don't have to pay, free. Freely 
given to us. God is love, and love freely give. What does it mean? Freely giving. It means number one, no string attached. Number two, you are not in debt with the giver. Number three, it's not a loan; you don't have to pay back. Number four, you owe nothing. Number five, it's free. It's not a trading or buying. It's free. You receive it for free. Gift. How many people enjoy Christmas gift? What happens if your dad come to you and say, "This is a Christmas gift. By the way, uh, it's twenty um, dollars. You have to pay me back twenty-five dollars." Is that a gift? No. It's buying or it's trading. Is that right? I tell you the truth. Many people cannot understand this concept of God and cannot accept this concept of God. They say it's impossible that Jesus is going to die for me for free. It's impossible for God to give me free gift like this. And because of that concept, there is a sentence in America: there is no free lunch. Which means that if somebody feed you lunch, there must be some kind of agenda behind that lunch, that they want something from you. The worldly concept is there's nothing free. There must be some kind of business deal. You do this for me, I do this for you. I feed you, but you need to buy my product. So it's a business deal. But in the kingdom of God, there is no business deal. It's all free. Give for free. And one of the reasons it's hard for us to receive anything from God for free because of pride. We think that we can handle ourselves. I don't need any gift from God. That's why the Bible says, "God give grace to the humble." If we humble ourselves and say, "God, give me," I ask the Father all the time. How many people drive in Bellevue Mall or shopping mall and say, "God, I need a parking. Give me a parking." Do you have to pay to God to get the parking? No, He gives you for free. Is that right? Free parking. Everything in life, I always ask the Father. Father, help me this, help me that, help me this, help me that, because I know God freely give me. I love Him. He's a good God. I don't need to bribe God and kind of say, God, okay, if you give me a parking, I will serve you this Sunday. If you don't give me, I'm not going to go to church. I cannot do that to God because it's a free gift. He give me for free. I don't need to try to do the deal and exchange something with Him. Love freely, give. Amen. For the sake of time, I will continue next Sunday. It's, it's a long sermon. Next Sunday, we're going to do the practical part. Today is theory. Let me read one scripture, and then I will close in prayer and pray for people. Luke chapter four, five to eleven. We're going to show you the way the devil tried to use the word "give," opposite to God. Then the devil taking him, mean Jesus, up on a high mountain. Showed him all the kingdoms of the world in a moment of time, and the devil said to him, "All this authority I will give you, I will give you, and that glory, for this has been delivered to me, and I give it to whomever I wish. Therefore, if you will worship before me, all will be yours." And Jesus answered and said to him, "Get behind me, Satan!" For it is written, "You shall worship the Lord your God, and Him only you shall serve." Second Corinthians chapter four verse four say, "Whose mind the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe, lest the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on them." These two scriptures say that the planet Earth 
belongs to God. God created the planet Earth and the universe and the heavens and the earth. The cattle on the thousand hill belong to God. God created everything, but the world system belongs to the devil. He is the God, small G, not capital G, small G, the God of this age, the God of this world, not the planet Earth, but the world system. He controls some government. He controls some institution. Lately, I noticed the movie in America. More and more witchcraft come out in the movie. A lot of signs and wonders, but not from God, it's from witchcraft. Why? Because the devil control the movie or the media institution. He wants to put in more and more power of darkness so people will run after him. He has power too. And he told Jesus, you're going to get all of this thing, the money, the power, the woman, the recognition, all the good things in this world, I give you. But he did not stop at, I give you. He said, but you need to worship me. Is that giving? No. It's trading. It's buying. It's not a free gift. God gives us free gift without string attached. But for the devil, he has a string attached. He has a reason to give, and he wants something back. He wants your spirit. He wants to kill and destroy you. Amen? In 1 Corinthians 13, 3, And though I bestow all my goods to feed the poor, and though I give my body to be burned, but have not love, it profits me nothing. My question is, can a person give big gift, but have not love? In fact, if you study the Greek language, the word give in 1 Corinthians 13.3 is not give, it's surrender. This man surrendered his body to be burned remorsefully. What the Bible tries to say is, okay, I don't want to die, okay? I don't want to die. I don't want to be burned. But I do it anyway to show that I'm a great Christian. It's not freely give. I want recognition. I want people to... Like this to me. Oh, he's a great Christian. Look at me. I'm a great preacher. There is an agenda behind that surrender. It's a trading. Can people give without the divine love? Yes. And that is a normal practice for human beings all over the world. Every time people give to you, there must be some agenda. But mature Christian who walk with God will give freely without an, an agenda. Give without expecting anything in return. They don't owe me anything. They don't even owe me the word thanks. They don't even owe me time. They don't need to do anything for me. I give it freely. And they can turn around, walk away, and don't do anything for me. That's okay. Love freely gives. So quiet in this room. Somebody told me a few days ago, wow, has allowed, it's so hard to be a Christian, not easy. But I think it's easy because we have the Holy Spirit. And if we live the right way, according to the Bible, we shall be blessed. Actually, it's easy to do the right way, live a healthy life, less successful than to live a wicked way, get into trouble, get sick, and get into curses. I'd rather choose God's way, freely give. Next Sunday, if God permits me, I will be on call again. I will share the second part of this story about freely give in detail, how we can apply this. How many people are convicted today that 
From now on, you're gonna give without string attached. Are you walking in the divine love of God? How many people say, "Honey, I'm gonna buy um, a diamond ring for you without string attached"? Amen. Only one man say, "Amen." <laughs> okay, keep a record. Okay. <laughs> Happy wife, happy life. Amen. <laughs> God so loved the world; He loves you. I want to encourage those who don't know Jesus. Believe me, if Jesus is not real, I would not be standing up here preaching on Sunday. I can do something else. Jesus is so real. A few days ago. A patient walked into my office with severe neck pain. By the leading of the Holy Spirit, I gave him the church card and said, "You know, I think you need God." After I handed him the card, he preached to me for 15 minutes in my office. Not preaching the gospel, he preached about meditation, seeing demons, seeing all this stuff. I was listening to him. I didn't argue even one word. I just asked one question: Have you ever read the Bible? He said, "Never." But I know God, and He kept talking about His gods, all these Hindu gods that He met in His meditation. Wow, demons are real. Spiritual woe is real. This man was so deep in demonic manifestation, to the point that he totally reject Jesus and reject God. You know, brother and sister, in this room, you may be born in America and you have no idea about spiritual world. They are real. God is real. Demons are real. Satan is real. Heaven is real. Hell is real. We have two choices: we're going to be on the God side or we're going to be on the devil side. I choose God's side because God is holy, righteous, loving, kind, merciful. He freely gives to me. He never want to take anything from me. He's a good God. He's a good Father. I want to see all of you in heaven. People have seen heaven, but you cannot go to heaven by your own good deeds. You need to receive forgiveness of God. I want to encourage you to really give your life to Jesus. He's a good God. He will never hurt you. He will never want to harm you. He is a good God. He want to give good things to you. Amen. If you want to do that, pray with me like I did 30 plus years ago. I gave my life to Jesus 30 something years ago. I bow my head and I close my eyes and pray to God. Very simple. That prayer changed my life to today. I give my life to God, and I never regret it since that day. It's so wonderful to be a son of God, to know my Father. One day. I will see him in heaven. We don't live in this world forever. One day we're gonna die, but we have the next life which is longer in heaven. Don't wait. We don't know when we're gonna leave this world. Don't wait. Don't think that I have five more years that I'm gonna accept Christ just before I die, because you don't know next minute what's gonna happen. Give your life to Jesus now. Don't wait until tomorrow. Don't wait until next year. Life is unpredictable. Amen. Amen? If you want to do that, pray with me. Close your eyes and pray with me. Pray it out loud that God can hear your voice. 
Father in heaven, you created me. I did not come from monkey. I was created by the living God. I'm not here by accident. You have a purpose for my life, Lord. You love me so much. You gave your Son Jesus, and He died on the cross to pay for my sin. Lord Jesus, come into my life. I want to follow you. I want to be your child. I want my name to be recorded in the book of life. From today on, I want to be a child of God. I reject Satan. I reject darkness. I want light. I want God, the good Holy God. To be my father, I turn away from my old ways and want to follow Your way from now on. Thank you, Lord. I have freely received. From today, I will freely give. I will love my brothers and sisters, serve one another. Help one another, and the world will know that I am your disciple. In Jesus' name, Amen. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Before I pray for people, let me express my heart attitude toward you a little bit here. Lately, I heard that the new healthcare. You need to pay more premium, more deductible. I'm not trying to go into politics here, but my point is this: that in fact, the best thing is not to get sick, not to go to the hospital. The best thing is to live in the protection of God. That we don't get into car accident, somebody hit you or broke your leg or whatever. As a church, as a spiritual father of the church. My job is to do everything in my power, according to the Bible, to help you stay healthy, prosperous, strong, live a long life. I don't want you to get sick. I don't want you to pay the medical bill. You don't need to see me. I have enough income. You don't need neurosurgeon. How we do that? Definitely, we need the Word of God, because the Word is like a medicine. You know the word. To practice the word, to stay healthy. Two, the reason I pray for people because we don't know that somebody may be attacked right now by demon of cancer, by demon of heart attack, by demon of liver cancer, something. So we do our best. We do our best to protect and to get rid of the bad situation in people's life. There was a lady that came to church. I don't know if she's sitting here or not. I heard that. She left God long time ago, and then about three months she was involved in the voodoo, in the demonic thing. After she got involved in three months, she got cancer in her body. Her friend brought her here. We pray. We keep casting out demon out of her. Pray for her now. She 
start to be strong again. Her countenance look good. She can walk. She can eat and sleep. Our job as a church is to protect and bless and take care of God's children. So some of you who never gone to church or you go to some other churches, you may never see something like this. But you need to understand that this is not religious ceremony. This is real, real, real heart of the Father. The Father wants to heal, to bless, to protect His people. And one way that God is doing is by the laying on of hand, by God's servant, because the laying on of hand is the way to impart the blessing, the divine help, the good things from heaven. To protect God's people, to cast out all the bad things out of people's life, so that they will live a healthy, long life, being blessed and successful, is one of the way that God uses in the church. So you need to understand that I'm not doing this for fun. I'm doing this out of love because I want you to be healthy. I want you to live a victorious life. I'm not forcing anybody to be prayed for, but if you need, at least I'm available. And I believe in the power of God that God's power can help you. You may have a dormant cancer in your body. I don't know, but when we pray, at least something kick out of you, and it may extend your life for another 20 years instead of dying soon. Something like this. You see my point? Yes, we may not win every case because there are so many factors involved here. But we do the best. Everyone said, "Do the best." We do the best we can as a church to protect. To heal, to bless the member, and I believe that is the heart of the Father. God's Father in heaven loves His children, so you need to understand that I do this out of the heart of the Father. The Father wants to bless you, Amen. So I'm going to spend some time praying for people. If you want to help you understand that this is not about religious ceremony, this is real spiritual warfare. Real blessing from heaven, amen. How many people notice that since you come to this church and get prayer for your life has been better, health, everything better now. Your heart, your your family, your finances, everything get better, amen. Let's pray, Father. We thank you so much, Lord, for this teaching. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for all the brothers and sisters who come today. We believe, Father, that you will show your goodness. You continue to give to them the grace, the mercy, the protection. You will guide them and lead them to the right path, Lord. Show your special favor and grace to everyone who come in this room. Their life will go better, higher, and stronger. And you shall bless their children and grandchildren to the thousand generation, Father. Lord, we believe that you love them so much. Because you love, you give them the grace and mercy and victory, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for sending Jesus to show us how God is, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you, Jesus. You are free to go, but if you want to be prayed for, I will pray for you. Thank you, Jesus.
took my place. You show me grace at the cross where you died for me. You gave me hope. You gave me hope. You make me whole at the cross. You took my place. You show me grace at the cross where you died for me. And His glory appears like the light from the sun, Lord. Age to age, he Lord, you say in the Bible. We have to fight the good fight of faith. We're gonna fight with the good fight of faith for the healing, for the deliverance, for the victory of your people, Lord. Poor Lord, your spirit upon them. Deliver them. Heal them. Touch them. Set them free from curses and bondage. Yes, Lord. Whatever is not of you shall not be here in this church. May your will be done in their life on earth here, as it is in heaven. Lord, there is no sickness in heaven. There is no demon in heaven. There is no confusion. No weakness in heaven. I pray, Father, heaven will come and touch your people, brings healing and prosperity, strength and victory to them, to them and their, to their family. Lord, we're gonna fight, Lord, the good fight of faith together. Thank you, Jesus. Fight the good fight of faith. Together, we come to you at the altar. We approach you like the woman with the issue of blood by faith. We are gonna touch your garment. We ask you, Lord, that you will pour out your blessing upon us. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Bless us, Lord. Change us. Do great things to us, Lord. Give us the good things. You say in the Bible, Lord, the Father will give good things to His children. So, give good things. <laughs> Impart good things to them, Lord. To all of them, <laughs> give good things to all of them, Lord. Give good things. Bless them. Heal them. Healed. May the Holy Spirit give life, 
life to your people, Lord, in this room. Lord, you are the one who raised Jesus from the dead. You give life to our mortal body. Life of God, come upon them, fill them up, Lord. The life of God, the goodness of God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Life, not darkness. The life of God. <laughs> The life of God. I command the curse, the joke, the burden in your life must be broken, must be destroyed. The chain in your life must be removed in the name of Jesus. The life of God comes in. Your life will never be the same. I bless you indeed, in the name of Jesus. I bless you, indeed. Bless you. May the hand of the Father come upon you, touch you, bless you, bless the work of your hand. <laughs> May the anointing of prosperity come upon you. <laughs> the anointing of prosperity come upon you. Supernatural provision from God. <laughs> I pray that God will give you grace and favor more than any other woman. Grace and favor of God upon you, upon you. Fire, favor. of God favor sister you are a daughter of the living God he is the king of all kings you are not just an ordinary woman you are the daughter of the living God <laughs> fire thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Lord Jesus Bless this family, Lord. Put your hand upon them. Bless them. Fill them. For the Koski, fire, fire. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Lord. More grace. More grace. More grace. <laughs> More grace, more grace, more grace. Yes, Lord, bless them. This boy grow up strong, godly, holy, righteous. Have the heart that fear God, like Moses. Have the heart that love God, like King David. Yes, bless this family, Lord. Give them a good heart. Fire! Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Life, life, 
<laughs> life, life. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. May the will of God be done in your life. Your son, Jerry. Your husband, Silbing. May the will of God be done. May He give you faith and bonus and wisdom. How to handle? How to handle things in your life? Yes, fire. Thank you, Jesus. Healthy body, clear mind, joy, peace, preparation. <laughs> Your relationship with God shall be stronger than before. Yes, rukorakas kita na papa. Isurakas ko rialakas kita repika. May the Lord use both of you in this time of your life to be a blessing to the church, to be a blessing to many young people, and to your friend, and to your relative, to your loved ones. Yes, bless them with the blessing of Abraham, that they can bless the nations. God, you pull them into here, where there are so many nationalities. Their life <laughs> shall bless the nation, bless the nations. Fire, yes, Lord, fill. <laughs> Fire, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Take her, Father, to the next step of spiritual walk with God. It will not be just a mental walk, but a spiritual <laughs> walk with God. Fire, more fire, more fire, more fire. Jesus, fill, fill. <laughs> Life, yes, Lord. Life, life. I speak success. I speak the will of God. I speak heaven. I speak the Garden of Eden. I speak the Promised Land. I speak victory. I speak provision. I speak. Vision and victory upon you. I speak long life. I speak fruitfulness. I speak the blessing of God. <laughs> I speak life. That will come true. Your hands, your mouth, your eyes. I speak the anointing. More anointing this coming year than before. More grace. More fire. More 
Yes, Lord. Fire. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. May the desire of your heart be fulfilled. Supernaturally, signs and wonders, miracles in your life. Miracles, miracles, supernatural signs and wonders in your life. <laughs> Fire. Thank you, Jesus. 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 Use her father. Use her. Anoint her. Give her sensitivity to the Spirit of God that she will know exactly what to do, what to say. <laughs> yes, Lord. The Lord said to you, "I will guide you and show you. I will help you. You just look up at me. I will help you, my daughter. I will tell you what to do. I will lead you every single step, and your life will be so much fruitful and effective for me. And you shall have." More rewards in heaven. <laughs> Holy Spirit, anoint her. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Strength, grace, more grace in this family. More grace in their body. More grace in their finances. More grace in their parenting. More grace in everything they do, Lord. Miracles, miracles get better every single day. Stronger. Healing every single day. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> May the life of God, by the stripe of Jesus Christ, you healed. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord, Jesus. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Life of God. Thank you, Jesus. The life of God. <laughs> Bless them, Father. Physically, emotionally. Bless them, Lord. Bless your children. Bless your children, dear Lord. Bless your children. Bless your children. Bless them completely healed and made whole. 
By the power of God. By the power of God. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus. <laughs> Jesus. I bless you. I bless you. To be the blessing to the nations. Yes, everything in your life. Finances, health, relationship, wisdom. Yes, may darkness go. May the curse in your life be broken. Fire! Fire! Fill him, Father, with your presence. Your presence. Your presence, Lord. Fill him. With your presence. <laughs> With your presence. Thank you, Jesus. Ask the Lord to fill you with the Holy Spirit. Ask the Lord to fill you. Ask the Lord to fill you. Fill me right now, Lord. message is ministered to you. If you would like more information about New Hope International Church or other teaching CDs, please contact us at 206-275-1042. You may also visit our website online at www.newhopeinternationalchurch.com. To them all gathered in your name, I live to you this new praise song. All the wrongs I have ever done Have been washed away By your only son Bring me your tired You said Bring me your weak Bring me your hungry masses We seek your glory 
I want to be 